0: Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com/modern. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. What's going on everybody? Welcome to another episode of Two Player Split Screen. I believe this is episode 19. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Tyler Barry, sitting in front of me, the one the only Blake Schultz. What up? What's going on, buddy? How's your week been?
1: Uh good, busy.
0: Yeah. Real busy, real stressful. I've a lot of plates spinning all mm-hmm. at the same time. Got a lot of things going on. A lot of things in the books, on the books, in the books, on the books. Imagine... On the books means it's on the horizon, right? I think so. Oh, okay.
1: Those if, those what you... does in
0: the books mean then?
1: I think that's like if you have money and it's like in the books. Like if you, if But you're... I thought that was
0: on the books. Because like bookkeeping is like keeping track of money, right? Yeah, but they, but isn't that like literally in the book? But even things that are on the book are in the book suppose. We're this on a the really dumb conversation. I
1: don't know, but now I need to know. Now I really actually want to
0: know. Like, comment, and subscribe <laughs> if, if you know what on the books means compared to in... Uh, in, in the books. As opposed to in the books. Uh, so today on the books, on the docket, if you will, uh, we've got some thoughts on a couple games. One that just came out today, one that comes out just about four weeks from now, I believe, <laughs> if, my, if I'm doing my my dates correctly. Yep. Uh, let's start with the one that's on the horizon. On the books, if you will. Uh, so Mario Tennis Ultra Smash. Uh, a new trailer came out a couple days ago, which got yeah. me so much more
1: excited for this game. I don't know about you. I think it's... I My excitement... Because Nintendo did this weird thing at E3 this year where they kind of just announced like a bunch of games and then delayed their two ones that everyone cared about. They just announced ideas. They didn't really announce. They right. announced
0: concepts and not really announced like, games.
1: <laughs> they had this like weird sizzle reel of like Metroid Prime Soccer and Legend of Zelda. Did that come out yet? No. Okay, no. And they haven't okay. said a word about it. Right. And Legend of Zelda, you can dress as Zelda but not play as her. Hey, here's a here's a interesting question for you. Sure. Do you think
0: do you think they're rethinking Anything about that Metroid game because of how successful Rocket League has been?
1: It's possible. It's
0: essentially it's a similar concept if you really think about it. And Rocket League was not only free for a month, but it's only twenty dollars now. And I can't imagine that that Metroid Prime game is going to be anything under forty. Like I wonder if they're rethinking the concept at all based on the fact that we really haven't heard much about it.
1: Yeah, maybe That's, that's
0: interesting. I. We'll have to look more into that.
1: Right, but they, yeah, so then they also kind of just showed like a handful of other ones and then they sort of ended with Mario Tennis and then just went dark on it and then when they delayed Star Fox, they were like, it's fine, you have Mario Tennis and everybody was just kind of like, well, you've said nothing about it. It almost makes us more nervous. So it definitely brought my excitement back from like, I hope you're not just rushing something out to have it out to, oh boy, Mario Tennis. Because uh, like, as we said before, like if they treat this with like, an ounce of the respect, they've treated uh, Mario Kart or Smash yeah. or any of their other Mario games. And it's definitely something to look forward to. And the Mario Tennis games have a long history of being really good games. So I was always really excited about it, but it's very unlike Nintendo to just kind of Brush something out and not really say anything, and then kind of move on. This close to the release, well, you remember
0: uh, a few episodes ago, back when we talked about uh, when they finally gave us the release date, which was November twentieth. We kind of talked a little about it, and as as in, as intrigued we as we were by it because we both are huge fans of the Mario Tennis series and have been ever since the first one on Nintendo sixty four. We really didn't. We I mean we talked about that we really didn't know what this game was because there was no inclination of what the single player was going to be. There was no inclination of what local multiplayer or online multiplayer was going to be. And if there really was going to be either of those things, we didn't, we never had any confirmation on what game modes actually were in this game. And now we have some indication of that thanks to this trailer. So let's look at the highlights for a minute. First one that jumps out me at at me is uh, local multiplayer. You can do one versus one. One of you on the game pad, the other one on the TV. Yeah, that's awesome to me. Yeah, I I really like
1: that. Um, That's uh, very much what they did with Hyrule Warriors when that came out, and I thought that was a really great idea. And I, it's something
0: that I don't. It's a feature of. That's so great about the Wii U that I don't feel like has gotten enough support since it no. came out. I mean, N- you mentioned Hyrule Warriors, but can you, I can't think of very many other games that really did that local... Like, taking the term local split screen and kind of flipping it over on its head where yeah. it's like... It's a split screen, but you both have your own actual screen. Granted, one is... If you're at my house, one is gigantic compared to the other one, but right. still, it's... I mean, half the time I'm looking at... I find myself looking at the gamepad no matter if I'm playing by myself or with someone else, so it's something you think would have been a more touted feature in local multiplayer uh, Wii U games.
1: Definitely, yeah. And I remember when uh, Smash came out, I really thought they were going to do something with that and have like the fifth player just on the gamepad or have the fifth player on the gamepad like, mess with items or... Something like that, and they didn't. And I mean, we could talk about that forever of like mm-hmm. what they did and didn't do with the Wii U gamepad that would have been good, but I like seeing them at least giving it that support, absolutely. Um, which to me feels kind of like the bare minimum of an idea that was like the hook for the entire system. Um, but mm-hmm. no, it's I'm mm-hmm. really excited that they have it because I think it definitely. On any TV it adds a lot to just be able to see that and not so much see what the other player is doing. You have the whole kind of space to yourself.
0: And what it also eliminates is that annoying feature that many tennis games have had. Like like I was I was a huge fan of the top spin series. I played yeah. every top spin game. But what the annoying feature about that often was is the lack of actual split screen. It was always someone was, had the near focus on the court like in the camera, and then the other person was always on that far side. Yeah. So it's like player two was always on that far side, or well, the opposing player was always on that far side, right. and it kind of gave an unfair advantage to the player who was on the near side, like who was the main focus of, excuse me, the camera. Yeah. And Mario Tennis is eliminating that by doing this one player on the gamepad, one player on the TV. Definitely. So it it, it that really makes me aci- excited. I'm really yeah. excited about that. Um the other major thing which just I I'm so happy about is is the Amiibo support. Oh yeah, that's great. You can basically you can treat Amiibo like you would in in Super Smash. And use Amiibo as like your doubles partner, like right. your training partner. You can use them in offline doubles matches or also online doubles matches, which is really cool. But not only that, they level up like they yeah. do in Smash, which is sick. They learn like you know they learn new skills. They get better and better. Like that's gonna be really fun. I, like just another game where it really like adds some. I guess depth would be the right word to it for it. Like, add some depth to your amiibo figures. Like it's not just like we talked about last week on uh like with Yoshi's woolly world, like how cool it is to tap an amiibo on right. your gamepad and then you get a Yoshi that looks that's modeled after that amiibo, but it doesn't really do anything. Yeah. And in something like Smash, obviously, you train them up to level fifty and then they become virtually unstoppable unless you're a god at super smash but now we've got another game where you actually get to train your figures and i'm just i'm over the moon about that i'm really excited i'm really excited for that
1: yeah i think this is definitely what people kind of wanted from smash uh it's definitely what i wanted where i was kind of thinking that when you tap the amiibo it would show up and you would almost be able to use it as like a spawn in battles of like tap Sonic really quick and he shows up and does a few moves and is gone like almost like an assist trophy right, that right. you've made, or at the very least like put it on your team, which you you have the option of doing. But it became such a just adversary, and you're kind of just in this boxing match with this computer that never really made you better; only it got better, and mm-hmm, then it mm-hmm. surpassed you so quickly. Uh, where this feels a lot more collaborative and cooperative and helpful to you as a player as opposed to fighting you as a player. Uh, So I think that's definitely going to be an interesting thing. I'm curious, have they said which amiibos work? You know, they haven't. I would assume
0: the entire Super Mario wave works. I know probably Rosalina is going to work because she's in the game. Right.
1: so just about any Nintendo Mario franchise character. Um, it would be
0: cool if some of the others worked, though.
1: It would be interesting. I'd love to see like a Game & Watch character. Well, that's what I was going to say, is we're starting to see so much crossover with Mario Kart. Smash has always been about that. But <clears throat> Mario Kart, especially when they added Link and Animal Crossing and all of the suits, and even like Yoshi's Woolly World with all these different Yoshis... I wonder if this game's gonna have a little bit of like Mega Man's playing, or Little Mac is on your team, or Meta Knight shows up. I would, you know, I would hope if that isn't something we
0: get in the day one package, I would hope it's it's some update in the future where where we at least get some utilization for some of the other characters outside of the Super Mario like franchise. Like it, it'd be awesome to get. Gosh, I don't know. Shoot, even if I could get like a somehow I could get like an eight-bit Mario character. That would in there. be like, sweet. that would be cool. I
1: would love a Splatoon-based level or characters. Yeah, something yeah. from that world to get a little yeah, bit yeah, more yeah. of a push.
0: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Or um, even some of the Pokemon characters would be hilarious. That like, would be so fun. That would be really fun. Um, I, you know, that's that's shooting for the moon a little bit. It is. I think you but, can't
1: even get them to be a Yarn Yoshi. You just get a true. little shirt that says amiibo on it.
0: That's true. Um. um but yeah, I don't know. I don't know about you, but all of this new information has me so much more excited. I actually I went ahead and w- went on Best Buy today and pre-ordered mine. Yeah. Just because, like, I that trailer sold it for me. Like, I know I'm gonna have fun playing this game. Right. And I know it's gonna. I know it's gonna intri- Like, it's gonna capture my attention. Maybe even more than the original Mario Tennis oh, did, which is it was so good. It's just it's brilliant.
1: All the Mario Tennis games have been really good. Like, they definitely balanced that, like, just really good, like, physics and aesthetics and how the game plays. The only one where it got kind of weak was Mario Power Tennis, where they gave you those just really good power ups that you could get. And I know we saw that Mega Mushroom show up, so I'm really mm-hmm. hoping that that doesn't happen in this game as much. And that it, it kind of kinda... looks like it does,
0: man. Yeah, like, they, a
1: lot of that trailer
0: showed large versions of those characters. Yeah,
1: and I mean, like, that was such a like a GameCube era kind of Nintendo and even Wii Nintendo mentality of not necessarily holding your hand, but giving you these like kill buttons of like, and now you get to have the big power up that does this. Like even in a super Mario strikers, you'd hit a few buttons and you would get to just have a goal or like, can we get another one of those though? That would be great. That game was sweet. Crap. That game was sweet. man. Or a Mario baseball all star, whatever they called that one. That got to that point too, where you'd get these power ups, and then you would just automatically hit home runs. Mm-hmm. So, I, I would like it to go a little bit more back to like the Mario Golf, old school Mario Tennis kind of like the core gameplay. And it's a challenge and it's hard, and there's no, not necessarily no freebies, but less freebies. Right. But,
0: but not, not stripped down to the point of like Mario Tennis Open, which like, yeah, didn't have any power ups or anything like that. Right. That was kind of like, a boring tennis it game. It was a it was a normal tennis game just with Mario characters and yeah. I don't think we don't need to go that far with it.
1: I would still like it to go back to the Game Boy Color one and get a little story mode. I and love all that, that, dude. I,
0: I've been replaying that I, I told you this, but I've been replaying that on my three D S because I and I grabbed you... it off the virtual console for like six bucks and it's it still holds up, man. It's still really fun.
1: And now you could do it with your Mii and train him through the whole thing? Yeah, and... yeah. Oh, that's what they should do with the Mii fighter amiibos. And I don't know why I just had this thought. Because as soon as I said the Mii, I was like, and then they can make a Mii tennis amiibo. And I was like, why didn't they make their like, arms and legs pop off and then that's you could just genius. put in new accessories for it?
0: That's gen- That's really smart, actually. That's they the way should they should have done They should the really do that. They should really do that. Um. All right, let me ask you this one thing. We've been super positive about this because I think we're both super excited for it, but you know, gotta play devil's advocate a little bit—not well, devil's advocate, but just gotta gotta at least highlight something that might not we might not completely enjoy. Um, there's no motion controls in this.
1: That's fine. You don't care at all, not even a little. Okay. bit. Okay. <laughs> not. Wow, I, uh, I, I was
0: I was actually expecting a little bit different reaction out of you about that because you know I loved playing Wii Tennis, man. Like, Wii Tennis was great, baller. Like, but so you're not mad at all that you can use Wii remotes, but you basically just have to use them as classic controllers,
1: and you no, can't use them as motion controllers. Wii Tennis was great because it was it was simple, right? Like you had the Wii remote, and all it did was control your hands. You didn't have to worry about where your character was going. Where they were moving on the court, no doubt. Spikes, lobs, mm-hmm. topspin, backspin, all those things, drop I, shots. I, I,
0: see, I see what you're saying. And
1: Mario saying. Tennis relies so much more on the running around and the jumping and the dives and everything else um, that, like, without the nunchuck and the analog, you lose that mobility. Very good point. And Very if you're good using point. it, I think, I don't think since the Wii U has come out, they've been like drag out those nunchucks. Definitely not. Um, I. At all, really?
0: Right. No, I think that went the way. Maybe, maybe a couple of maybe the Metroid Prime games. Yeah, but that's that probably about it. it. Yeah. So and yeah, Super Mario Galaxy. Anything that you could download that was yeah, a Wii game, exactly. but like a
1: Wii U, pure. No um, doubt. So yeah, I don't, I don't miss it, and I feel like every time they've tried to put motion controls into, I'm surprised they aren't because they, they usually force it down your throat. Uh, <laughs> I was really surprised when I read that today, actually. Like, that's but. shocking that, like, you'll go to demos for Splatoon before the game came out and they force you to aim your gun with the Wii U gamepad, and apparently the E3 Star Fox demo was just using the gamepad. Mm-hmm. And with Mario mm-hmm. Tennis, a game that motion controls make some sense to have, they're just like, no, we're good.
0: And you know, Fatal Frame, the new Fatal Frame game, which is supposed to be pretty cool, is, uh, it? I mean, it doesn't... Y- Solely utilize the motion controls, but it it has a big part. Like the gamepad is like the camera, so like it, yeah. you, it's utilizing the motion controls a lot, probably a lot more than some people want. But right. so that's a that's a really valid point. That's a really valid point. I just I wanted to get your opinion on that because I, I think that was the first confirmation we got was the other day that it wasn't going to have any motion control support. Yeah. So
1: do you miss it at all? Were you no, wanting it? Not yeah. really.
0: I thought about it a little bit and. I love Wii Tennis, but that was good enough for me. Wii
1: Sports was really the only game that justified the Wii mote in any way. Like, there weren't too many other times where that motion control stuff...
0: See, I played a couple of the Tiger Woods games on the Wii, and that was really fun to play with the motion controller. But But besides that, I'm I'm with you for sure. When I
1: look back on the Wii, there's not a lot of times where I'm like, oh, and then we all had to get out and move around with our hands. Um, like, that's not really a memory that comes up. Yeah.
0: No, no, I feel you. All right. Um, we're going to take a quick break and then come back and talk about the game that got released today, which is Halo 5. Stick around. We'll be right back. gamers welcome back to two player split screen so we're gonna get into some halo 5 it just dropped today well yesterday if you're listening to this on the day it posts but chances are you haven't well if you're like me you haven't dove into it yet but reviews are in and surprise surprise halo is still a great series and (laughs) halo 5 is a great game um eights and nines across the board from what i can see and what's really a relief is it seems that there is no master chief collection syndrome with this one in terms of multiplayer servers seem to be holding up really strong uh connections are great matchmaking has been really solid so far all the new multiplayer modes like the new Warzone mode is working really well and it It just generally sounds like people are having a really solid multiplayer experience, which, let's be honest, if you're not guys like us, that's really what you're playing Halo for at this point. Right. I'm not a big... I'm not a huge, huge multiplayer guy. I enjoy it from time to time, but I'm not great at it. And I know you're... You're you're pretty decent at it but I know you're still like me and like you're not you're not going to simply buy a Halo game for multiplayer oh, never you're I'll never buy, buy a game just mm-hmm.
1: for multiplayer ever
0: <laughs> but it is it is nice that in such a multiplayer esports world that we're starting to get into this being late 2015 almost 2016 it's nice to know that Three four three got their shit together on this one, and we don't have another master chief collection incident because that was really bad was and terrible. really bad for really bad for frankly an inexcusable amount of time like don't get me wrong I'm no game developer, I have no idea the amount of manpower woman power uh. Time and effort that goes into just programming a server to hold up for a multiplayer match, but yeah, but it's not my do. responsibility to know that. Right, that's three for three's responsibility, like, and they they really did drop the ball with Master Chief Collection and dropped the ball for nine nine to ten months. They they tried to yeah. make up for it, and I I appreciate their efforts and their apologies and things like that, but. It's still inexcusable to sell me a $60 game and then have that much in go wrong with it. In this day that. and age, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. in the franchise that defined online gaming... That defined multiplayer like, in general, I would say. Like, right, yeah. But yeah, it's like you said, Like I don't know what goes into that, but they nope. do. They, they have do. degrees and jobs and salaries and training and yep. everything else that tells you how to do that. But regardless, Halo 5
0: does not seem to be a problem, and that is... Hugely That's good. good news for both the consumer and for, frankly, for three for three. Yeah, because they needed a win. They needed a win badly. Well, it's also so. just
1: good in the wake of last year when every single game that came out seemed bugged beyond all reason. To have one Assassin's game where Creed, you're like Unity, uh-huh. like it's almost sad that we have to be like, oh man, this game came out and it worked.
0: It, it is that. That's I so it is sad sweet. that we just had to spend four minutes like say praising a game for working that's yeah that's a really sad that's that's a really sad point we're at but as games get bigger as games get more innovative and expansive and more features go that cater toward the just online elements it's it's bound to because you know the old adage: technology always fails us. Like, right, as great as it is, it f- it still does fail. So, right. I, here's to three four three, and here's to them creating a good multiplayer experience that seems to work out of the box, which is huge. Which is great after your <laughs> after your nine gigabyte day
1: one patch. Whew. It's not as bad as the like forty gig one that was on Master Chief Collection. Yeah. That being said, what I really want to discuss
0: with you, Blake is something that you know frankly I haven't heard a ton of backlash about it but I did see one article from IGN's Mitch Dyer who one of my favorite uh one of my favorite video game writer journalists out there right now he put out an opinion piece today that basically said that Halo 5's ad campaign for lack of a better term, lied to us about what the story of Halo 5 was going to be. So this goes back to, if you guys remember, that sort of, that commercial kind of two-pack that we got, I believe, a little bit before E3 of this year. Yeah. Which was basically, one commercial was featuring like, was from Master Chief's point of view, and another was from Spartan Locke's point of view, uh, it was basically like a, you know, it was touting, like, a two-sides-to-every-story concept for what Halo 5's story, like, their campaign was going to be. Right, You know, it showed Spartan Locke hovering over a bleeding-out Master Chief who's sitting against a blown-up statue of himself. And then the other commercial shows Chief standing over a Spartan lock leaning against a statue of Master Chief. And it kind of gave you this feeling that you were going to get two sides to a very different story involving... Locke trying to hunt down Chief for being this kind of traitor and Chief trying to hunt down Locke for the opposite reasons. Um, right. And it looks like what we got isn't anything like that. No. <laughs> like, right. not, even, not even remotely not from even what close. Mitch Dyer has to say. From what Mitch Dyer has to say, it's just not even close to this. That statue, that sequence, that doesn't even show up at all Ever. in this game. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I just I, I really and actually, from what I read from from a couple of reviews, four fifths of the campaign, about eighty percent of the campaign, you're playing as Spartan Locke. You're not even playing as Master Chief, huh? And that's that's a directly quoted from from an from the IGN review. So if that's wrong, talk to them because I <laughs> I legitimately am getting that information from them because I have not yet to pop the game in. Because yeah. I'm, I'm recording this on the night the game comes out, but it sounds like it's not the experience, it's not the story that
1: Microsoft
0: marketing was putting out there for 2 years. What do you Ugh. what are your thoughts on that? What do you I guess I guess at the end of the day if it's a fun game to play, it's really not that big of a deal, but what are your thoughts on as two guys who spent a lot of time studying marketing and studying advertising in right. college, like what what do you really think like do you really think this is a problem like is this something that Microsoft mm. did wrong or is it really just them really trying to take the the thought of a trailer sort of like a trailer revealing everything but what you were actually going to see in in the story, in the movie, in the yeah. game. Like what well, what are think, your thoughts on
1: it? I think you have to basically go with what was the marketing trying to sell? Now the obvious answer is they were trying to sell you Halo 5. Duh. But what about Halo 5 were they trying to sell? Were they trying to sell Look Master Chief is back? Were they trying to sell this? Were they trying to sell that? And the very first trailer we saw was him in the hood and the cloak and the sand with the microchip that everyone kind of assumed was Cortana and that the story of this game was going to be the the search for Cortana. Right, right. And obviously that trailer was just trying to get you to resonate with kind of the emotional stakes of that story and kind of the mystery of what that was going to be. And then we got the Master Chief Collection that was framed up as a marketing tool for this game in a lot of ways, because they framed it up to be Locke looking at the missions that Chief did to study his enemy. And they framed that up to be, now Chief is a traitor, and this guy's going to hunt him down. And everyone was like, well, he sounds like the Arbiter, and he's the same voice actor as the Mm -hmm, Arbiter. Could mm -hmm. he be the Arbiter? I don't know if that's what ended up happening or not. And and that's
0: a that's a good point that you bring up the just the word traitor because that's that is what it seems like that's going to be Locke's perspective of the story but from what I read it doesn't sound like chief
1: being labeled as a traitor really comes into play at all. See, and to me that is a problem because now they've spent like they made the audio series. They've had a, a ton of trailers, a bunch of and that, live that's action That's another thing. Trailers. That's another thing. What's uh, oh
0: gosh? What's the what's that podcast series called? Um, oh god. Yeah. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna, now I'm going to sound like an idiot but because yeah, I they, don't remember that.
1: But here's the thing: like they, so they frame up Hunt all the of truth. this stuff. Hunt the truth. Apparently,
0: that was sort of. Just to throw you off guard of what the actual story is going to be. Apparently, hunt the truth really doesn't play into the Halo Five story at all,
1: which is really disappointing. That's really a problem. Is really, to me. Dis- and this this actually goes back even further a bit. Not this itself, but thematically this uh, to something that I was actually really upset about, and that was Destiny. And that was like it was we we saw all of this like almost like fantasy type artwork. We were pitched this huge, deep, rich story with these really inventive characters and like, oh, if you thought the story in Halo was really good, which I don't think anybody ever sat down and said that that was the best story ever told, but that's neither here nor there. And then you got this incredibly impressive multiplayer experience
0: something that and yeah and to to clarify i i adore destiny but
1: there's nothing
0: about the story that destiny keeps me playing that game
1: destiny as that product was very well made destiny is what they sold me in the marketing never came out no because (laughs) as as was stated in a
0: story that came out just i don't know a week 10 days ago six Like Nine months before that game came out, the entire story was scrapped and started again from scratch. We never heard anything about that. We thought we were getting what the original story was going to be. Instead, we got this convoluted, just utter mess of a story with bad dialogue, just nothing that we wanted in terms of a story. Everything felt very
1: thrown together. Yes, everything felt
0: very thrown together. And to be fair... Taken King has done a lot to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, to that. alleviate that, to fix those initial problems with Vanilla Destiny, but I shouldn't have had to pay sixty, one hundred, hundred and thirty dollars over the course of twelve months to get the story right. that was more or less promised to me at the beginning. That's neither here nor there, but. It seems but that's, that this is a trope we're getting into, which yeah. is not getting the stories that were promised.
1: And it's, it's, it's interesting that now we're in a time... Because if you go back like, really far to like the history of video game marketing, you basically used to have crappy pixels and a cover for your console for your video game cover case. So you had things like Mega Man that was nothing like the game. You had things like Mario that just showed the guy being pixelated on the cover. You had these, like, beautiful, rich, huge covers that had nothing to do with what you were playing because they had to sell you something that had no story. Like, the first Zelda game, they just toss you in. They literally just toss you into it. There's nothing before mm-hmm.
0: that. Back when, the, back when all the box art was hand-drawn instead of just screenshots superimposed close-up of someone's right. face on the front of the box right. like it was back when it was back when you had just severely intricate artwork Oftentimes, on the cover of a box and, random artwork. yeah that had nothing to do with the games like it's if if you look at if you look at a lot of nes games and then play like their box art and then play them it's it's absolutely comical what you thought
1: you were getting compared oh, to what you were yeah. actually playing and so like i you know i get it to a degree but this was a marketing campaign that has almost three years behind it and to then come out of the gate and just kind and of a be great like great
0: marketing and game. a great
1: and a, a very engaging inventive there was nothing like there was nothing
0: nothing like hackneyed or like just thrown together at the last minute about this like they took their time and made some great commercials made s- made a great, great audio series. Yeah. It just they did I mean, they did everything right up until they basically lied about what they were giving us. Like it's it it baffles it
1: baffles me. It's a strange thing and I'm shocked that we're not hearing more backlash about it. Just because in the past, like the other big example of this is Metal Gear Solid 2 when they marketed it as Solid Snake being the main character, and then when you played the game, they just yanked it out from under you, and you were this other guy. And people were furious. So I'm surprised that more people aren't kind of like, wait a minute, Like, where's all of the stuff here? Unless a lot of people just didn't notice any of that and just bought the game on the brand. Now, see, my question to you, and this kind of goes back to what
0: we were talking about earlier, like, do you think... It's because at this point in the Halo series, more people really just do care about a good multiplayer experience and they don't care about that campaign as much.
1: I do think that's part of it. I think we're getting to that point where a lot of people are... The story in the campaign might be supplemental to the experience that they want. Because, I mean,
0: let's be, let's be honest, man. In, in the age of Twitch streaming, in the age of esports... It's all about the multiplayer. Like More people watch multiplayer games on Twitch than uh, single-player games. More people watch The Crucible or Trials of Osiris and Destiny over a couple of story missions. More people uh, watch Halo multiplayer than Halo single-player. More people watch League of Legends or... I don't know b- yeah. the battleborn beta. Like more people watch those things over watching someone play Until Dawn or a strictly single player game. Right? Like, it's it's kind of just this day and age, which is totally fine. Like d- everybody should feel free to do their thing. It just it seems it's, to me that's why we're not getting we don't we're not hearing more initial backlash right. about this story.
1: It's really just odd too that they would pump. What's probably millions of dollars into this rich, extensive campaign? I don't think there's any
0: probably about it. It's definitely millions, millions, right. and millions of dollars. Like
1: it's—that's a huge it's ad campaign. It's so odd, and you—you almost got to figure that one of two things happened because we—we sometimes do see movies and TV shows and other things that do have these like gargantuan marketing campaigns that are sometimes almost better than the product you get. Yeah, oh, no, Iron Man right. three is my first like film example of a movie, or Age of Ultron even was something that was marketed as this like dark, like kind of turn for that universe, and then it was just super like funny and jokey and sarcastic the whole time. No doubt, no doubt. Same thing with Iron Man three. So you got to wonder if either with Halo five somewhere down the line the script just changed, like they just ran into problems that they didn't think they were going to have, and instead of publicizing them because Microsoft's PR isn't the best, and they might have just wanted to keep the focus positive. Um, or somebody in their marketing department was like, I know exactly how to sell this. And there might just be a seed of Locke thinks Chief as a trader, and he just was like, we're pumping that up. Or it could even be something as simple as somebody sat down and went, hey, so the majority of the time in this game, you're not playing as Master Chief, We really need to justify that. And the marketing team was like, we can do that. So do you find it a
0: problem that that was really never stated to us? We knew we were going to be playing as Locke. Yeah. No doubt in my mind, no doubt, I don't think in anyone's mind, who paid any attention to the marketing or anything you heard from 343. Does it, does it, do you feel betrayed at all that this is, 80% 80% Spartan Locke and not Master Chief the guy we've known and been
1: behind for four games at this point. It bothers me what bo- what actually bothers me it's sort of like yes with a butt. Okay. It bothers me because the reason I play Halo games is to play Master Chief's story. That's the and reason I play. I'm, I'm with you Halo wholeheartedly games. on that. Um what I thought was fascinating about this one was, oh my god, what did Master Chief do to make him a traitor? Oh my god, why does this guy just think Master Chief's a traitor? Oh my god, he's on the run. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. It's such a fun place to put that character and to to not just pitch it as, like, you you've been cast out as a traitor. You need to go redeem yourself. Instead, they were like, you can either play as the hunter or the hunted, and we're going to justify both stories. The way that, like, an Until Dawn or... A, a, the Daredevil Netflix show gave you the POV of, of the hero and the villain right. and justified them both to a level that every now and then you were like, mm, but they're both trying to do something good. Sure, sure, sure. You see you see
0: both sides. You see, you a see good, both sides and accurate representation of both sides, right? In a mm-hmm.
1: complex enough way that isn't just like he's bad and he's good. They mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. mix the grays. And so what bothers me is that they took that away of this option of having this really inventive kind of like, you're playing the story, you choose your side, and they're both really rich. And especially in an age of, Until Dawn is going to be my example of like, you sort of narrate your own story, where it's kind of like a paint by numbers, but you're making the choices, and you're finding your own motivations, and you get this ending and this version, and that's the way it played out for you. To add that to Halo would have been really an interesting way of being like, I'm just going to be Locke and track down Master Chief. And maybe as you're playing as Locke, you find a bunch of evidence that he's the traitor. And then you get an ending where you shoot him in the skull. And the other guy's like, no, I'm always Chief. And you get an ending where maybe you are the traitor, but you still end up killing Locke. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting to me. And now instead of giving me that option, they've pulled it away and that's fine. Give me a paint by numbers halo game, but instead of doing that, now they've given me the Locke story with twenty percent master chief at the end, and that's the easy way out i have all right I have two questions
0: to wrap this up. First one, do you like Spartan Locke? Do you like Locke at all? I
1: don't care about him because i' i don't I only, he's a boring character, right? I only know him from the marketing ads that I've seen, which are usually just him being like who are you, Master Chief? I'm going to figure this one out. To the ones that play on Hulu all the time when he's like, all right, guys, let's get him," And you're like, oh, no, someone's coming for Chief. But that's all I've got. So then to throw me in his shoes, you're just making me, you're making me the guy hunting the guy that I've known for 15 years. Yep. Like, to me, that's just a bad idea.
0: I. Compl- it's just, I'm. I'm. It's, that. That, sum, that sums it up really nicely. I don't. I don't need to say another word about it because that's. That's the perfect. That's the perfect way to sum it up. I've been with this guy for fifteen years, years and now you're saying that. Even if I'm not hunting him, I'm not playing as him for. F- Four fifths of the game, three quarters of the game, right. like that's that's just that's wrong to me. I. I don't want to play Uncharted if I'm not Nathan Drake. I don't want right. to play. Halo if I'm not Master Chief, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Last question. Do you think we do you think Halo Reach was the last great Halo story? The actual like the actual story, not the game. We can get The story we'll get a yes. lot of great Halo games the for story, years to come, I think.
1: The story. Was that the absolutely. last great Halo story? Yeah, and if I'm being completely honest, I also think it might have been the last great Bungie story. Mm. Cuz I don't think Des- I don't think Destiny has wow. yeah. stepped it up. No, no doubt, no Yeah, like, I, I, I think that's a, really good, that's a really good point. I think Reach might have been the pinnacle for both that company and that franchise. Interesting. Not that I didn't like Halo 4, but... Oh, no, I liked Halo 4 a lot, but um,
0: Halo Reach is my all-time favorite Halo story, it so no doubt. was so good.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Well, plus with Halo, I mean, Halo 5 is such an odd place now, for me personally, because it's like... You didn't tell me the truth in the marketing. So now I just don't know what I'm buying. Well, I'm not playing as the main character and I don't get to do split screen. The s- bread and butter of the yeah. Halo series. And see what's what's
0: interesting to me is you know, as we've talked about on the show, you you went through some issues with your your launch Xbox 1 and got rid of it. Right. And you were thinking that Halo 5 was kind of going to be the game that you grabbed another Xbox yeah. four, the the one that was gonna get you away from only having one system, obviously being the PS4 right now. Well, two if you count the Wii U, but I'm talking current gen. I right. I, I, I don't know. It's I don't know anymore. But um But now with all of this all of this new information, all of this stuff, like is it really that game for you anymore? No. It's uh could ReCore be that game for you?
1: It could. It could. Maybe? It could. Inafune-san. It, uh, if I definitely, if I ever end up getting an Xbox One again, I'll definitely pick up Halo 5. Um, I don't know. I but feel... it's not going to make you buy one again like you thought it might have two I, months ago. Yes. Okay. I, I feel like Halo was a franchise. It was one of the franchises, the other one being Dead Rising and I feel like there was a third, but obviously wasn't that important if I can't think of it right now. Brute Force. Yes. Fusion Frenzy, Brute Fusion Force, fr- dude. and Blink's Shh. Time I don't Sweeper. give a shit.
0: Fusion Frenzy, those games were awesome. Uh,
1: but it was definitely the thing that I was like, mm, I'd rather get an Xbox One than a PS4 because like, Halo's going to come out. Um, and that was the thing. And now I'm kind of like... So much time has even passed in between, like, 4 and 5. And now 5 is kind of in this weird spot for me, personally, that I'm like, I might be over this series. Do
0: the time lapses in the series... Like, do the, the the time gaps in the series, like, between, like, when one releases to the next, is that... Because, I mean, it, we're not kids anymore. Like, we, we, we don't have the most time in the world. Like, we... I would argue we have shorter attention spans because of the amount of sh- shit that we have to do on a sure. daily basis even outside of gaming but also in gaming like do do the gaps between games in this series does it affect it for you a little bit because when you have things like Assassin's Creed coming out every year or Call of Duty's coming out every year
1: or I'm Does it, I'm... Does, it does it does it affect it for you at all or d- not really for a Halo, I suppose it does. If I'm being completely honest now, if I'm kind of taking out the like, OMG Halo that I've had. Take for out, a little take bit, out the nostalgia. Take right, out the, the Then, what you're breaking it down to, and this is actually kind of becoming my problem with first-person shooters in general. I'm probably getting a a relatively average story, uh, for about a mm, six to eight hours of gameplay. With a really killer multiplayer that I'm gonna play for about a month until everybody else is better than I am. And if you say you're gonna play it about a month, I uh, let's figure,
0: let's let's at most call it ten hours a week. So right. that's that's being four, very generous. Gen- no, I know. But so let's I don't know. Let's fine. Let's call it eight hours a week. So yeah. that's another thirty-two hours plus eight for the campaign, sure. let's say. So that's 40 hours, and right. then you're done. Yeah. You're, you're the,
1: out. The time outside of it, though, I'm playing for a multiplayer that I'm going to I'm gonna hop on. I'm going to get frustrated. I'm going to hop on. I might get, do a little bit better. I'll have a little bit of fun. I'll be addicted to it for an afternoon. No one's going to... The, the days of getting everybody together to play four-player four split-screen and LAN parties, they're gone. I've accepted well, that. we can't do it anyway with this right. game, so... It, it's over. Right. Like, that that era of, like... Get all your buddies together for a 32-player Halo. Get two TVs and three Xboxes and yada, yada, yada. It's gone. It's done. And to me, that was such an awesome part of it. It was. But, so, for what I can get if I look anywhere else, I'll play Mario Maker Forever. (laughs) Uh, Fallout 4 is going to have a story that I control and therefore is as deep and rich as I want it to be with only single player, with a huge world that I can explore endlessly. Something like Until Dawn, that's inventive and new, is going to do it for me. I don't play a lot of multiplayer, so first-person shooters, for me to do it, they need to step up their game. Right, They can't just come out of the gate and be like, it's more Call of Duty, it's more Halo, it's more this, it's more that. It's the same problem I'm getting to with Assassin's Creed, where I'm like, you bring it out every year and it's the same thing. Right, Halo has the luxury of coming out whenever it kind of wants to which is why I'm like if you're going to do that do something like you were pitched me do something you pitched me where it's, it's this vast new borderline reboot of like this guy might be evil now but we don't know that so we're going to explore that from this end and also you have this end of justifying why he's not and then they're going to come together in this way and you're in control of the way it goes give me that instead because without that element it's an 8-hour campaign that I've played before because in the end of the day, I'm probably going to have to blow up a halo ring again. And I've done that 4 times. I'm over it. I'm over getting to the warthog at the end and driving. Like, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I can't do it with my buddy now. So I'm yep. like I'm kind of over it. Yeah. Like the fact
0: that you and I can't play on the same system. We do this podcast every week and this is a game that we literally can't run through together and then talk about it. That's it's that's unfortunate. That's really Frankly, it's a deterrent from playing this game right away.
1: Yeah, it is. It's, I don't understand, and it will be done after this thought, but I don't understand why in a generation of cloud-based tech and photorealistic graphics and worlds... In an era where a DLC pack is the size of a game that was previous to you in the series... Why you're getting rid of split-screen multiplayer, a feature that's existed since Sega Genesis? I mean, maybe the market's just not there anymore, and I'm a relic of how people used to play I games. I mean, it's
0: the era of social gaming. It's the area of it's the era of online gaming. Like everybody plays online now. Yeah. I mean, but but to just take it away, like it how much sucks. processing power it, is that taking up? And I didn't realize how much it sucked. When I, until today when I was staring at my Best Buy cart and being like, all right, time to go, uh, order Halo for in-store pickup and go grab it. And then I was like, oh, wait, Blake and I can't play this together because he doesn't have an Xbox. Our buddy Steve and I can't play this together because he doesn't have an Xbox.
1: Well, Why it's... am I,
0: What? what is my point? What's and, the point then? And what's
1: funny about it being like the era of social gaming, but when Halo 3 came out, their big pitch was four player split screen. Yeah. Like that and everyone's crazy. A, there's about a
0: reason it. we call our podcast two-player split screen. It's because we're nostalgic for the times of two-player actual split screen. And right. this is like one of the first situations we've really run into where not having that is just a complete negative. There's no positive yeah. to it. And
1: it's 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 strange to me that it's just sort of Going away, very quietly, like and very, I mean, very quietly. It's on a slippery
0: slope now. When one of the most popular franchises in gaming history gets rid of it, it's only a matter of time Call until of we're completely doesn't have done have it, of it.
1: Halo doesn't. I can't. I can't think of one game that I could go buy right now and just we could like play it. diablo
0: 3 i play a lot of diablo 3 with my buddy zach but that's not even technically split screen we're on the same screen so
1: right like it it wouldn't surprise me if this like why not then the next console generation just have one controller and just be like why even why even package controllers separate anymore like
0: yeah no doubt uh all right so we're gonna get out of here um Next week, look for an extra special episode. Uh, It's going to be a little bit shorter episode because Blake will be... What are you doing next week that we're not doing a regular show?
1: I'll be on set for 15
0: hours. You'll be on set for 15 hours. So we're going to do a special mini episode. Kind of just our thoughts and feelings, just talking about the Fallout series. Because, you know, we're only a couple weeks away from Fallout 4 and our lives being over forever. So, look, right. so look for that next week. But uh, as far as this week goes, uh, obviously you can find Blake at Quake Border Fifty Five. Find me at the tie game on Twitter, and you can find us at facebook.com slash two player split screen, s- at two split screen. Yep, that, I got that right, right? Okay. Yep. And then uh, on our weird. website at ModernNostalgiaProductions.com. And also make sure to go check out our Star Wars podcast, the Star Wars Book Club. Uh, it's doing really well and we're super excited about it and we're definitely going to keep that going. Um, that being said, keep on gaming and we'll see you all next week.